So it's such a joy to be here with Jake Isaac, who's led worship at KXE before and is a great friend to our family. So Jake, the vision for these interviews, really simple. We're asking the same two questions to a load of friends, prophetic figures, artists, creatives that we track with. So question number one, which we've kind of ripped out of Matthew 16, where Jesus says to the Pharisees, says, you can look at the, the sky and forecast the weather, but why can't you read the signs of the times? And we think it's part of our task as followers of Jesus to discern what is God doing in this moment so we can trade whatever we're up to and jump on board where we see God at work. So that's the first question. The second question, a bit more personal, which is what are you learning? How are you surviving? Top tips for surviving this season. But where's God at work in your own personal life? So we'll start with question one. You're a singer, songwriter, you know, involved in ministry. Where do you see God at work in, in all that's going on around us? My dad said something, he said, now's not the time to be stingy, now's the time to be generous. Um, in a time where people are losing jobs, in a time where uh, businesses are freezing accounts just in case, I I'm seeing God in people's generosity. Um, yeah. People wanting to give, whether it be creatively, people wanting to give, whether it be in terms of time, in terms of money. And that is what's tipping the balance. In a time of pandemic, that is bringing peace. In a time of uh, conflict and confusion, that is bringing a calmness. And, 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 and often, in many cases, the very presence of God, people are, in people being generous. Um, I've, I've seen it very much in uh, people's response, particularly as creatives, whether it be on live streams, whether it be on um, yeah, just home, home gigs or whatnot. There's a strong sense of uh, people wanting to encourage and lift up others uh, creatively even in um, I remember the first night we did um, uh, where I live they did uh, we did the claps uh, claps in the NHS yeah. if I'm really honest when I stood out on my door the feeling was very similar to that of being in a worship service yeah. just just seeing people around you brought together by a sense of giving thanks for others yeah. that giving away that generosity oozes our God, that's what I believe. Um, when people are giving uh, uh, without holding back and being cheerful and being thankful, God's in it, whether it be creatively or just in any other way. I wonder if this is a moment for the artist to rise up. Like I often think of like the birthing ground of creativity is, is often a level of chaos. And a lot of our churches are frightened of chaos. We try and keep everything neat and tidy and ordered and structured. But actually, I think creators often come alive when there is a level of chaos and a need for order. I think a lot of the artistic kind of endeavour is about ordering chaos. That's the beginning of the Genesis story, that God orders the chaos and beauty emerges. Just talk us about then the creative journey of like a moment of national, but for many of us, personal grief, loss, disillusionment, all of these emotions. How do we take that? and sort of allow God to create something beautiful in us and then maybe through us as a gift to others? First things first, um, it's important to value receptivity over activity, to have uh, to have our ears open, our, our spiritual ears open, to be aware of what's going on around us first. That happens um, not just by observation or scrolling through social media, but actually by prayer. That happens by conversation, um, uh, and, and, and genuine relationship with those around us just to be aware of more than just your own world I think the second thing it's not just uh, chaos that's, that stimulates or sparks creativity but also vulnerability 
in our ability to take in what's going on around us and be honest with how we're feeling. Um, I love when Jesus says to the woman, well, now it's come, uh, the time is coming and now it's come to worship in spirit and in truth, truth being honestly. Our ability to be honest with how we feel and what we're taking in uh, stimulates a deeper sense of spirituality and deeper sense of transparency with our and authenticity with our creativity. I think the minute we try to polish it as it comes out is the minute we're failing already. I also believe that, especially for musicians, when we grab a hold of our ability to, to create, to make music, to make songs for hearts and not charts. Uh, we value what's important. And I think it's crucial that we get back to the fundamental reasons of creativity, particularly with music, because it's at times like this um, uh, that, that actually we can, we can turn the hearts and we can stimulate culture in a way to bring not just hope, but uh, restoration. Because after this time, we're going to need songs that cause people to pick themselves back up again. Um, I think, I think it's crucial to, 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 to be open and honest with those steps um, in order to really allow a sense of God-given, God-inspired creativity to come forth. People need our art even more than we realise. Um, yeah. But we have to be selfless um, with our art. We have to be completely giving. Um, just in the same way a heavenly father would give his only son and give all that he had through his son. In the same way, we need to be able to give uh, give of our, our deepest place uh, creatively. Um, but it takes vulnerability and it takes risk. There's a great saying, nothing extraordinary happens without risk. We have to risk exposing ourselves vulnerably, um, creatively, sorry, um, in order to see an impact on those around us, whether it's cool or not. I once tweeted, I'd rather make relevant and authentic art uh, uh, with conviction than try and make popular art with apology. It has to be real, whether it's cool or not. Yeah, I totally agree. Just talk about the kind of the role music then plays and all art in terms of bringing joy. Because I, I realise there's certain things that just feel absent on our streets and maybe in the culture. And I feel like the church is rising up. So you mentioned generosity at the beginning. Like there's a huge amount of kind of scarcity and panic around food and other things. And suddenly the church is finding its voice of like, no, we're not going to buy into the spirit of the age. We're going to choose to be generous. But I feel like there's a lot of despair and the church needs to rise up and say, look, we can experience joy in this moment because the joy that comes from God isn't circumstantial. It's from him and his characters unchanging. And I kind of think music has an important part to play in that. Like we had a staff meeting this last week where someone said, can we just put on a song and just all dance? So we just put on this track, probably 30 or 40 of us in our living rooms dancing and suddenly you could see joy light up in people's faces. Talk about music as a vehicle for joy. I mean, first of all, that staff meeting must have been super weird. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was. I pulled out some incredible moves, though. <laughs> I do not doubt that. <laughs> um, I was on a phone conversation uh, to a friend of mine uh, over in America, a guy called Leland, and we were talking about just how in church circles we limit music to what worship music sounds like, congregational music sounds like. And in actual fact... There's, there's more than that genre of music that can inspire joy and we need to almost uh, take the blinkers off, take our, our limits off and see yeah. other genres um, and grab a hold of other other elements of music. For example, um, I grew up on Paul Simon's Graceland album um, and that, the first time, I, I, I mean, I loved it anyway. I mean, it was one of the only two tapes that my dad had in his car when I was growing up. He had a big old Volvo saloon and it was either that or Mozart. But only when I was older did I, when I went to South Africa, 
I was in a worship service. And let me tell you something. I was on stage. I was I was struggling to hold my guitar because I'd, I'd never done this before. I was laughing and laughing. I must have been laughing for a good 20 minutes. I'm talking belly crying laughing just because of the amount of joy that was on stage. And I realized in that moment, I've been limited. I've been limited by the music that is immediately around me or even just music that I listen to in church. There has to be a willingness to embrace music holistically um, uh, in order to embrace what joy looks like and what joy could potentially look like in heaven as well as on earth. Yeah. I think music is an obvious uh, stimulator of joy, uh, but we need to, again, be able to take risk in order to pursue music, which brings joy. Because sometimes it can be corny. I was, um, you know, Pharrell did that song, Happy. Um, yeah. And, and, and to many, it was like a big risk. This cool guy, Pharrell, made a song called Happy. It was like the biggest risk ever. Yeah. But when you speak to him, Bless him. He, sa- he says, yo, that was a download from the universe, he says, because it brought so much joy across the planet, just watching the video. And music is supposed to bring joy, as well as another, a number of emotions. But again, yeah. we need to take the risk in order to pursue it and to express it in a way to strategically bring joy and, and do it on purpose, you know? So we've spoken about joy. But let's, let's go to the other end of the spectrum then. In terms of like, I think music, but I'm talking about more than music, poetry, other art forms, enable us to actually express grief. We've got this raw emotion within, and sometimes it's a piece of art or poetry that that gives a language to the soul to be like, ah, I feel that and I can own that feeling now. Like as as a writer, how do you create art that enables people to express grief and disappointment? You know, we go through seasons where our prayer lives we actually feel really connected and we feel really plugged in. Um, there are times when it's just rubbish and it's just like, oh, God, I've got two children under three. Help me. Like, I'm trying to find time to pray. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I found that when I'm strong and, um, and I'm getting my quiet times and I'm just spending time really connected to God, I've found that I'm em- able to empathise with someone who's, su- who's, who's, who's felt lost. And, and it, I found myself writing songs. I'm like, I've never experienced this in my life. But it's the same muscle as when you use the prophetic. It's almost like you're leaning into the spirit of God and he gives you that that feeling almost as if it, you've almost like it's almost like you own it and then it expresses itself and I, I think um I think the way to go about that is simply being prayerful um it connects us to something which is way bigger than us and it helps us to be used for a cause which is way bigger than us um uh, the thing we're a part of is bigger than the part we play um, and we have to we have to be willing to to be in tune uh, in order to to bring out those songs those songs are needed as well for for people then that are like wanting to sort of like use any art form to try and access the emotion what's happening in their soul like what are some practical tips for how you can just begin that creative journey journaling is is great um there's a great little practice of, of waking up first thing in the morning and writing down immediately your first thoughts. There's things that we entertain in our subconscious, um, sometimes heavy things, emotional things, which when you wake up immediately, as you jot down your thoughts, in fact, that's why it's a great time to pray because actually our mind and our hearts are just completely, it's almost like we're completely aware of ourselves. Um, yeah. But jotting down, writing down those first thoughts is, is a great little practice. Um, I think... Finding time to be silent. Um, we, we we're allowed to go out and do our exercises daily and whatnot, but finding time to be silent. That's an obvious thing. But I tell you what, silence is I still feel like we we don't value silence as much as we could. 
Um, and it's not silence just to wind down and rest or silence just to oh, everyone go away. I'm talking like a silence where you've pursued it, where you've put a time in your diary to walk and be silent and be still or be quiet or go forward and be with the Lord. Um, Jesus did it loads during ministry. In fact, the more busy he was, the more he found time for it. Um, it's important to value that. Um, again, in a, way, in a way of being self-aware, aware of what your inner man is saying, aware of what your, your, where your mind and your heart's at. It's a bit of a, I feel like a weirdo saying it out loud, but I love people watching. Just sometimes, yeah. again, just watching people be people. Back in the day, I, whenever I was on the tube, I would sit down and I would imagine and write down the stories of people, of different people that I see. Um, and, and it was weird. It was almost like, why would I write that story about? And obviously there's the outward appearance. But again, yeah. when you're prayed up, there's, I don't know, there's, there's something which is deeper. And it's a weird practice. But especially if anyone's watching this is struggling with writer's block or try it try and write other people's stories it will break your heart for them uh, which which i believe is what god loves um but also it will give you a it will it will put a new pen in your hand just in conclusion to that i the, i remember the last time i did that i looked at someone i hadn't done it in a while and i wrote this story and for some reason ended up sitting down next to me as a woman I, I wrote a story about how she there was i saw tears and i saw, I saw a weeping woman and I glanced over and she had opened uh, a letter. She'd been told that she had cancer and blah, blah, blah. And I, do you know what? I, I honestly thought this is, this is mega awkward, but I realised she hadn't been hearing my thoughts. Um, <laughs> and then before I got off the tube, I thought to talk to her, I don't want to embarrass her. And then I noticed she, was, she actually began to cry. Before I got off the tube, I wrote a little message note on my phone and saying, this does not have to be the end. This does not mean the end. And before I got up, no one else noticed, I showed her my phone and then I got up and I walked off. For me, our ability, it's receptivity over activity, our ability to watch, observe. God's always speaking. As Revelation says, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. I want to be someone that hears from God, not just now, but when I'm a granddad, I want want the kids in my church to be like, yo, Jake, what's what's God saying? I want to be that guy. And it starts yeah. here with our creativity, you know? Yeah, I agree. I love that image. Essentially, it's about fueling the imagination. I've noticed we've had certain days where we take all the screens off the kids and the first kind of little while, they're like, oh, they just don't know how, you know, they just, you know, it's like a soother. They don't know what to do without the screen. But then slowly they get bored and then beyond the boredom, they create a game, a magical world, which they then inhabit. And you suddenly realise if, if there's enough boredom, enough stillness, the imagination fires up and creativity flows. I love that. Um, final question then. Um, just what are you personally learning? You know, as a husband, as a dad, as a songwriter, all these things. What's God doing in your own life? The most recent thing that I've, I've, I've been made really aware of is um, the beauty and the gift of looking forward. Um it's so easy to look back and so and even easier to, to look in the what's in what's present, what's going on right now. And it's at times like this, it's the hardest thing to do is to look forward. But God gives us a hope and a future. He has his purpose lined up for us. Um, yeah. and, and I tell you what, the, as a musician, it's hard. Like there's a season we're in, a lot, there's a lot of musicians are in where there's no money about, there's no gigs. The whole festival season's just been wiped completely. Um, and it's it's rubbish for many creatives, let alone people who've lost their jobs who are not in like music or whatever. But actually, I found that God has reminded me when I've looked back at the past and I'm and and I and I reset myself to be aware of Him being present. He's give, He's reminded me of the importance of looking ahead, 
and trusting that he's a man of his word, trusting that actually there there are things he's yet for me to do. And it's better that I use this time to prepare for that um, so that I can step into that well. Um, I want to leave this season well. How we leave a season determines how we walk into another season. That's the biggest thing for me. Again, for anyone watching, I tell you when the, the easiest time to look back is when you've got rubbish that you that, or sin or stuff that crap that you've dealt with or you've been through. It's so easy to look back. That's what our enemy wants. But right now, in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this season, looking forward, grabbing a hold of Christ, grabbing a hold of our hope, uh, hope of glory. Um, it's, it's crucial that's what I want in my marriage uh, with my children as a dad I need to get better so I'm looking forward with my music man I've I've made maybe a couple of EPs and, a, and an album and that's great but what comes next oh come on I want that yes. I want from glory to glory from strength to strength I'm trying to look forward now you know yeah Amen, that's beautiful. And for those that haven't checked out your music, you've got to head on Spotify, Jake Isaac. I absolutely love your stuff and so pumped about some of the stuff you're working on right now. Jake, thank you so much for your time. You've been an inspiration, sending huge love and God bless. Bless you too, brother.